For sure. They couldn't do anything. We had more sacks than they had rushing yards. <laughs> yes. Right, I mean, right. seriously, like, yeah. period, end of story. That's exactly how this game went. Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 10-3 win over Clemson and Charlotte. We also talk about the great time we had hanging out in person with our Twitter friends. And we answer a few listener questions. As always, remember you can follow us on social media at My Got a Podcast. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right, question. Because I think I, I may have said this at the game, but I'm not sure. When was the last time we had actually seen each other in person before this past Saturday? Wow, that's actually a really good question. When I mean, was the been last a, time? It's it been, been a long, a long time. time. It's been a long time. My guess would be at some point at a UGA game of some sort, because I figure we probably right. saw each other before, like, you know, uh, obviously in college. So I'm thinking that we saw each other, you know, at some point after that at a Georgia game, just randomly. But I right. can't speak to specifically when. I can't. But I can't think of it either. So yeah, there, so we, I there we were. I I know, I know. Which I mean, I, I guess I, I really wanted to start with like the tailgate for the game and just the atmosphere in general. And I mean, it was. Uh, I guess first I have to start off first and say thanks to Greg uh, at Mountain to the Seas on Twitter um, for throwing the ATD tailgate. It was absolutely incredible it exceeded all of my expectations of what was going to be there um and just it made i know like for me personally and i'm sure the same for you and really for all everyone who was there it made our day so much easier knowing where we were going when we got down there and to have a spot to meet up um it was it was amazing it was incredible and i'm very thankful for it so thank you greg that was it was awesome yeah it was it was fantastic great host um Great uh, meetup there with uh, all of the folks from the, the Georgia Twitters. Um, Bourbon Twitter was in fine form um, as well. Um, we had a lot of good options on the table there. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was surprised. He was running. Greg was running around. He was like, he's like, yeah, we got more beer and ice coming. And I'm like looking around. There's like coolers overflowing with beers and stuff and i'm like greg i think you're good to go man i don't think we need anymore <laughs> and then you have people like uh our our good our good friends uh uh woody and and diasis uh come through that like kept adding fuel to the fire that's right <laughs> the, that's right the course banquets was a nice touch that's right that's right yeah we 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 had some last minute people that we invited they're like what can we bring just bring whatever bring bring some beer that was cool yeah, and I, and I, <laughs> I, I guess a lot of people learned like that I'm a hugger too, because it's like you know, <laughs> like when I got there and I saw Hunter Jones and he like reached out his hand, like shake my hand, and I was like, no man, you're getting a hug. <laughs> <laughs> especially, so, especially when you've had a few bourbons. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it was awesome. So I'm gonna rattle off some names, and I'm sure I'm gonna miss some. But I mean, so yeah, so we met Hunter and, and his father-in-law were there. Uh, you well, so you had already met Hunter in person, and you had already met John Smith, John Tweed Sports in person. 
I had not. So for me, that was awesome to get to meet those two guys in person. Um, yes. John's brothers were also there. That was really cool. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter as well, dogs underscore forever. And new handle, hey, Michael Smith. He changed his handle because he got, oh, he, did? He, he got tired of having to explain his handle to everyone. And like it was hard to say. So he's got a new handle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, uh, Bobby Wilson was there. Uh, Bubby Dean, Wise Dog. Um, my dad obviously was there with me, Frip Dog. Uh, Cat95 Dog. We saw Micah, who had chimed in with the question. So it was the first time I got to talk to him outside of the time I met him at Academy Sports. So um, there were so many other people. I mean, I met a ton of people. Um, <laughs> it was it was really cool. It, it was a lot of fun. It was an epic tailgate. Um, it was awesome. We had a. I mean, I know that everybody had a blast. Um, it was it was good. Um, shout out to I'll, I'll specifically call out uh, Michael Smith. Thank you for the ticket because I showed up to the tailgate expecting that I was just going to be participating in bourbon Twitter for the remainder of the evening and watching uh, watching the game on the TVs that they had there. But like a like a bright shining star in the darkness, Michael came through. <laughs> Michael came through and was like, we were just, I don't even know how it came up. I was, I think I was talking about just watching the game there and they were like, wait, you don't have a ticket. And I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for one. A couple of opportunities fell through and, and Michael's like, you got to take it now. <laughs> you got to taken care of. I was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And thank you to the people who were supposed to be sitting like one row in front of my family and over to the left a little bit for not coming because then you got to sit pretty close to us. <laughs> I did. I didn't end up sitting in those seats because uh, it would have been interesting. Although I feel like it would have been absolutely painful to sit by myself in a sea of Clemson fans. Cause he, the reason that he had those tickets was because he, I guess he bought the tickets early, like early on mm. and didn't realize what side of the stadium we were going to be on. <laughs> and so, and so he had to rebuy the tickets later um, so that's why he had these like Clemson tickets. They're like, you'll be on the Clemson side. I was like, nah, I'm not. I'm going to be with the Wood Clan. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was awesome. And I also, I do feel like going to this, and I'm. Uh, it took a little convincing early on, but not so much like, I don't know, when we first started talking about it, but the, my wife came because she always makes fun of me for my Twitter friends. And like her being there and actually like meeting them too definitely helped me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because she's like, always oh. like you and your you and your Twitter people. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she uh, so she offered cool. she offered to connect connect my wife as well, so that she could be like, yeah, no, it's real, it's a real yeah. thing. They're not they're not they're not pretend. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. So it was all around awesome day, and then it was great just to be in a stadium again. Um, you know, didn't uh, neither of us went to any games last year. Um, I guess, you know, I guess it wasn't a full, totally full stadium. Cause like we said, there were some empty seats right by us and you, and you were able to sit there, but, um, it was pretty full. It was pretty close to capacity. I would say, um, the crowd was great. I know one of the things we talked about was, would it be like Georgia fans versus Clemson fans? I definitely felt like out and about, I saw more Georgia fans than Clemson before the game, except when I walked by like the Clemson meetup bar at a uh, clutch kitchen and poorhouse. Um, 
that was packed with clubs of people. But other than that, I mainly saw George people out and about. Um, in the stadium, it felt about 50-50, I would say. Like it, but it's hard to tell, right? Because of like red and orange being so close. In color shades, it was kind of hard to tell. It wasn't really until the fourth quarter when we did the light up, I guess, light up Bank of America we did, I guess. <laughs> um, and then like you saw all the phone... Uh, lights on the other side of the stadium too, amongst what you assumed were Clemson fans. So I would say we were over 50%. I don't know how much, but I do feel like it was more Georgia than Clemson. It did It did seem like that we had the slight edge and I've, I've seen other folks describe it as such. It was like, yeah, it's it probably slightly more Georgia. Yeah. Um, I don't know, when you're looking at it from far away, like sometimes the orange kind of blends in with the red, but... Um, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Hunter probably has the best video of light up uh, Bank of America. If you're interested in seeing his video, you should probably get him to DM it to you because it's pretty awesome. It has amazing commentary as well. It has amazing so, commentary. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So as for the game itself, I mean, you know, it went exactly like we thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so weird. It was like they were in our head, just just dialing up everything that we talked about, and it was we felt like geniuses. We weren't the yeah. only ones. Every pundit in the planet was predicting the same thing. Oh my gosh! Uh, I <laughs> you know what? I wish I could remember. I did see somebody Saturday morning said that the under was the play. I saw that somewhere, and I can't. I would give credit. So there was at least one person that did say, and the and the reasoning was basically what what panned out. It was like you know, uh, you know Georgia lot, missing a lot of receivers, Clemson replacing you know quarterback and running back, and both teams have really good defense. The under is a play, and I was like, huh, <laughs> okay. But that so that that's exactly what happened. So so here's the question. Here's a question that I have. So what is What's the, what's the, what's the status on on the wide receivers? Because I have a I, I, I'm a yeah. little I was a little stupefied because there was a lot going on with the post game chatter about the wide receivers, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't square it doesn't square with the pre game conversations about the wide receivers. So like suddenly we basically had no wide receivers somehow. Like what happened? Like Hillis uh, apparently was dinged up and couldn't be, couldn't cut, but yet he was mm-hmm. returning punts. Um, yeah. I, I apparently Burton wasn't a hundred percent either, but like I don't know, he still played and frankly he didn't play super well. But um, so I mean, what you're, well, I'm just so did you you thought we were actually going to be full tilt? Is that what you're telling me? I thought we were going to be full tilt. I didn't think we were so hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> we know that you don't, you can't trust what Kirby says. I. <laughs> so as far as like things that you don't notice in the stadium, I mean, I kept. I remember like after the game, I actually looked at the box court. I mean, because so we were up in the five hundred level. Uh, I wear glasses, you know, things like that. I did not bring the radio. Right. So I did not have Scott oh, Howard yeah. telling me exactly what happened. Right. So I was totally out. I mean, you know, so as far as the receivers go, I was like, wait, Kyrus Jackson had zero catches. I was like, that's, this is all weird. And then I was like, wait, he didn't even play a snap on offense. Um, so yeah, I agreed. I mean, that was weird. Um, I mean, so we knew he'd had offseason surgery. And I mean, if you remember, like one of the reasons we were hardcore Munson at one point was, you know, Burton got hurt. 
I don't even remember when it was. Was it in the was it in the spring? It was either af, in the spring after Pickens got hurt, or it was early in fall camp. And when it happened, all the rumors were all over Twitter and you know message boards and such. And we thought he was you know done for the year like Pickens, but it turned out to be less you know not as bad. So I guess he's still coming back from that. Um, yeah, and I I don't know. I guess that's the main that's it, right? Because we knew we weren't going to have Gilbert. Um, we knew we weren't going to have Pickens, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, it it it, it, it was tough. I mean, it, it showed, right? <laughs> it definitely showed. Yeah, for sure. There was definitely. I don't know. I I know that Kirby was was hyping up Lad McConkey, and apparently he was hyping him up with Kirk Herbstreet um, yeah. as well. Which you know he, he did he did decent enough. There was a couple of there was one play in particular that he dropped that I felt like that had a different wide receiver, particularly a taller wide receiver been in the game. Um, it would have been a huge, huge play for us. Um, it was one of the plays where Daniels made a, a pretty decent throw, but he was just too short. Got both hands on it, but didn't come down with a catch and it would have been a first down and it would have been like right on the five yard line. Like there's, uh, this was, I'll, I'll probably talk about this. I, I took a bunch of notes. So, Obviously, we were in the stadium. We watched the game. I noticed a lot in. I noticed a lot, like looking back, because I watched it. I watched it today. I, I had so much going on with with the family and stuff um, that today was the first day that I actually like sat down and watched the TV recording. Mm-hmm. And you see so much more, especially when we were that high up. I, I've seen some yeah. um, views that some people had in the stadium. Like I think Bobby was in the one hundred section. And I was looking at that. I was like, man, he probably didn't see some of the stuff that we were that you and I were looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, like <laughs> we could we could have basically jumped off the back of the stadium <laughs> up there. We, <laughs> yeah. were, we could reach yeah. out and touch the wall. Right. Uh, my wife was like, "You were so far up." I was like, "Yeah, we were," but like, and my buddies were like, "Can you even see anything?" I was like, "Yeah, surprisingly, it's actually not too bad." Yeah, I mean, um, well, in that stadium, you know, I mean. It's a pro stadium, right? I mean, they're not. It's not as big. I mean, we're we were closer than say like the third deck in Sanford, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not as big of a stadium. So yeah, dude, that third deck in Sanford, you definitely can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, so I saw a lot more in the stadium, like from a personnel perspective. You know, think you, if you're watching it at, at home, and I didn't watch this one, but the one. What's the what's the super the super wide view that they have on ESPN that is like um, yeah it's like the like the, the Skycast or the all yeah. eleven or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so you could just see all the movements and stuff. The yeah, uh, I don't know. There, but there was some stuff that I was looking for that I felt like I remembered from being that high up that I couldn't really tell on the on the TV um, on the TV replay. Maybe I'll go back gotcha. and watch the all eleven or. Someone super smart like Graham and Dog Stats will actually be able to highlight what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so when I like one of the things that jumped out to me that again something that I didn't notice uh, was that like Uwe Ungalele came out for a play, or he actually he didn't come out. He lined up at receiver. I, I assume they were trying to set something up for later, like a, a double pass or something, but. They swapped out quarterbacks, and I think it was in the second quarter at some point. 
uh, some other kid came in and like ran an option type play. He ran like a, a zone read. Um, I did not I notice that in the stadium. Yeah, I must in have the second quarter. One. So my, my my parents stayed here for they they left this morning on Monday. Um, my dad and I rewatched a good bit of the game on, on Sunday, and he was like, <laughs> he hadn't noticed it either in the stadium. He was like, "Oh my gosh, they've changed quarterbacks." <laughs> Again, these are the things you pick up if you had the if you had the headset on. Uh, yeah, which I which I didn't, but yeah, I I totally totally missed that too. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely it's it's funny. So I would say, uh, you know, like I read, I I haven't read everything yet, but I read Seth Emerson's like initial article after the mm-hmm. game, and one of the things that he said was like, basically, it seems like maybe we all kind of over overthought ourselves, you know like leading up to this game and through the offseason, this offense, 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 focusing on the offense so much. And then it came back in the defense we trust <laughs> again. I mean, did it? Because I guess that's that's really the, the, the big question. I think that was in some of your notes here for us today was, um, I don't know, man. Like if you were, it's basically going back to last season. So like last season we had, we didn't have a good quarterback, but we had wide receivers that were making plays. And now we've got a good quarterback, but we don't have the wide receivers apparently. Um, well, at least we have young, we have young wide receivers yeah. or un, unproven wide receivers. So if you're missing Kiaris, you're missing Jermaine Burton being at a hundred percent, which I mean, I mean, I really hope that um, I really hope that we can fi- fix the wide receiver blocking problems because that was, very much evident in some of the plays that I saw, particularly from Burton, was like, "Dang, dude!" Yeah, We're yeah, missing blocks. I, yeah. Like he, he, yeah, completely he definitely whiffed. He completely whiffed one play, and I think it was a an outside run with Cook, um, and uh, or it might have been Milton. I can't remember. No, it was but Cook. It was, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was there Cook. was an outside run, and he completely whiffed. He completely whiffed his block, and had he sealed the edge there. Cook's gone. Yeah, it, yeah, it may have been a swing pass. I can't remember if it was a run or a swing pass, but it was over. Mm-hmm. It was going to the right. Yeah, I know exactly. I what think it was on. a swing pass. But and I think we did see one of the things we saw from uh, Kirby today was that like how how little of fall camp Burton was able to fully participate in. So yeah. that that adds up with I think what we saw on the field. But I mean, I, I guess. And the other thing, another one, right, on, like, receiving, like, returning, receiving production, right? Like, that was another big stat that, that started floating around today. Like, we were supposed to bring back, what, like, 95% of receiving yards? I think we only had 45% of returning mm-hmm. receiving yards on the field on Saturday. So, again, I think it, you know, we saw in 2019 what happens when you don't have the receiving production comeback. And that's basically what we had. You know, we had something similar on Saturday night. Um, I, I, I mean, I think definitely like if we had known that Jackson was not even going to play offense, yeah, I mean, he didn't play offense, right? If we had known that he wasn't going to play offense, that Burton was really that limited, my offensive expectations definitely would have been lower. I, I, I think you've also got to give Clemson's defense credit. I mean, those guys were good. I mean, they're fast. They're big. They're physical. I mean, and we knew they were going to be a good defense. We're not going to see – I don't think we'll see a defense like that again for a while. It was several games. So I don't know that that that's my thought there. But as far but I'm just saying in the defense in the defense we trust. I mean our defense was absolutely 
lights out. And it was what we thought, or I would say what we thought and what we hoped for, right? Because we talked about, you know, young secondary, um, or I guess not so much young, but new to Georgia in aspects, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Veterans at safety. But, you know, and then when you've got that, how do you protect them with a great pass rush? Pass rush. I mean, seven sacks. <laughs> I think we, we pushed, we, we took the push on over under three sacks. We had it with seven in the game. Um, Adam uh, Anderson, just, Nolan Smith, everyone was as advertised. It was unbelievable. So let me ask you a question. So if, if, you'd have, if someone told you before the game started hmm. and they only, they gave you, one hint that they gave you was that they, they were going to have seven sacks in the game. Yeah. Would you think, what would you think that the score would be? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Way more lopsided than 10 to 3. <laughs> For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, there were, there was definitely both, both teams, frankly, had opportunities. I mean, I think Clemson, when they, when they had to kick the field goal, that, that was the cap off on an 80 something yard drive that they had put together. We had a drive yeah. that was like 40 plus yards. Um, put together that we had to settle for nothing like mm-hmm. we both teams were just not not clicking on all cylinders and maybe that's a uh, maybe that's a symptom of all of the crap that's been going on in the world you know what i mean like there's just not as not as much preparation i don't i don't know but then you look at teams like bama that just didn't even miss a beat but they weren't playing the same defense that we were and that's the thing like exactly you exactly. said you said that you said that we weren't going to play the a team a defense like this um for a long time like unless alabama or um unless alabama gets to the gets to the sec championship and we're playing alabama i don't know that we'll ever see a defense that that's that strong particularly yeah. in coaching or, or or well coached because i feel like that they did do some things a little bit differently but you know when you're looking at stuff what what sticks out to you that that was what stuck out to me was the two two teams defenses and like far and away our defense i felt like was even more stout and powerful um yeah because you know we were watching it in the stadium i was like dang dude i feel like we were like i feel like he's i feel like dj is running for his life like he was <laughs> literally running for his life Every chance he get, he couldn't get timing down. He was overthrowing balls. He was throwing short balls. He was missing throws. Like yeah. they looked like an absolute hot garbage mess uh, on offense, and it was largely due to the disruption that the defense caused. And when you watch the replay, I don't know about you, but like I thought we looked even faster on TV than we did in the stadium. Like it felt like he literally had a second to make a decision on where he was going to go with the ball. And Nolan Smith and Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis or Walker, you know, we've got – I mean, we had so many weapons that we were throwing at them. I think at one point Jordan Davis ran literally right through two 300-pound dudes. Like he just ran right through them. Yeah, uh, it, it, it Nolan was incredible. Smith, Nolan Smith bull rushed one of their tackles – and literally pushed him to the ground. A linebacker literally pushed an offensive lineman to the ground. Yep. It was incredible. I mean, and I, uh, <laughs> again, something I wasn't up to speed on. I, I guess I was so uh, looking at pronunciation guides before the season, I missed some number changes because Quay Walker wasn't wearing number seven. And when I first saw him on the field, I was like, 
Tyreek Stevenson transferred. What happened? Who, who said? <laughs> right, so that took me a minute. I, I had a mental moment in the in, in the stadium for that one. But yeah, man. I mean, and the other thing too, like watching the replay that I noticed was uh, how many, how frequently, like on those sacks that I feel like they could have called holding and didn't. And our guys just didn't care. They just went, they went through it and they got to the quarterback anyway. So that was incredible. Um, Christopher Smith, uh, I mean, he, he played a heck of a game. Obviously he had the play of the game, the pick six, um, you know, read DJ like a book. I think he kind of baited him into that throw a bit and, you know, took him to the house and, I mean, that was amazing. He and that wasn't his only great play, too, right? I mean, he 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 had a heck of a game. Uh, very proud of the secondary. You know, that was the area we were worried about. Um, you know, other than that one drive, right? The eighty what was eighty seven yard drive you mentioned, right? But even on that one, you know, the reason they didn't score a touchdown was because Brini had a, a pass break up the back of the end zone, right? So again, someone who we were not counting on starting. Um, you know, we're, we're supposed to have, uh, I'm blanking, the West Virginia transfer is supposed to be there, right? Techie Smith. Um, he's supposed to be there mm-hmm. in, instead, and Brini stepped up to the challenge. So, I don't know. I mean, you can't, I feel like you can't say enough about the defense. It would have been interesting to see, like, how Techie would have changed things um, because, I mean, yeah, obviously front seven, absolutely. Safety position, lights out. The cornerback, the cornerback positions are question marks for me. I don't understand some of the, like they, they got themselves and gave up some pass interference calls that were totally unnecessary. Like there was the one that was unnecessary. The first one, that first one on Ringo, I thought like was a garbage call, but there was a, there was another one that was where he dragged him to the ground. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. The first one, the first one, the one in the the first quarter, one in the first quarter. He did. He did nothing. Like he didn't do anything, and he let the ref know it. I, we put a gift from the from the podcast on that one. Um, <laughs> but he, he was he was confused, and he did not agree with the assessment of the official. Um, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, Amir, but they speed, were, you know, Amir speed had one as well that was like, uh, come right. on, dude. Yeah, but I mean, again, that's that's kind of what we expected, right? And then yeah, can, like like knowing that, and then holding them to three points. I I don't, I don't I don't I think you I feel like you can't ask for anything more. Um, It'll be interesting to see how teams uh, try to attack this because in many ways I felt like that their biggest play was throwing it deep and and hoping and praying that there was going to be a pass interference because that's literally <laughs> how the the best way that they had to move the ball. That right. and that are just like go out there, tell everybody to line up figure out where Nagata is and throw it to wherever it is that he is because <laughs> yeah, that guy right. caught everything that was thrown his way. It felt like, yeah. Um, color me underwhelmed about the other wide receivers, but I'm, I'm not so sure if it's the wide receivers more so than it is the quarterback. Um, I don't know if he had the yips or what, but color me uh, completely unsold on, on DJ um, being being an, an elite quarterback, yeah, I like how you avoided sh- saying his last name. Good job. I'm sure their quarterback. I'm sure their quarterback <laughs> is is going to put up numbers, but like 
we what was it your dad said i don't know if we want to quote him on this i don't want to put him on the spot but oh we're fine we he put it on twitter he said that we, we played yeah that we played him like a like a ukulele is what he said played him like a ukulele and then someone replied and i'd have to go look it up but i know someone replied and said that we played him with a pick <laughs> nice that was good. But yeah, I, I agree. I would say Justin Ross looked good, and then number 10 looked good. Uh, Nata, I think. The, the, those guy. guys were, yeah, they, they, look, they did look good. They looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like all they had. I mean, I think, yeah, re- replacing Lawrence and replacing ATM, they missed ATM big time. For sure. They couldn't do anything. We had more sacks than they had rushing yards. Yes. Right, I mean, right. seriously, like, yeah. period, end of story. That's exactly how this game went. Like, if you had a stat to literally circle and say, this is how this game went. We had seven sacks. They had two, freaking two rushing yards. Yeah. That, that. <laughs> that's just I ridiculous. Mean, that's what I'm saying. In the defense, we trust, man. In the defense we trust. I, you know, this guy, and like, it is funny though. Like, again, man, like looking back to the things we were saying, I was like, well, you know, in previous years, we just, we couldn't hold up when we, when we faced a juggernaut offense. You know, and we, if we had to keep up scoring, we couldn't. We we're going to find this out in the first game. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what we found out, other than we found out our defense is amazing. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. That's going to be. There's it, it, a long ways to go, and I think, uh, look, man, you come into a, a huge game like this, a top 10 matchup, and things aren't going your way on the offense, and we found a way to win. And, I mean, otherwise, yeah, like, no. personally, like, I don't care. Like, you got to win, you know? I mean, if, if we're being honest, like, 10 years, 10 years ago, we'd probably lose that game. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. The, the, yep. This is the type of game where having depth up and down the, the, the roster um, – High quality depth up and down the roster, waiting in the wings, hungry guys, etc. Um, definitely came into play. I felt like Clemson was completely gassed by the end of the game, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of other things that I noticed as well from an offensive standpoint. Obviously, the defense was was ridiculous. Like literally, just don't change anything. I can't <laughs> believe Jack. I can't believe Jackpot missed that gimme uh, field goal. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. frankly, like, I really hope that that's just a, a blip on the radar because every other facet of the special teams play was great, other than, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't really his fault, Milton, the, you know, the fumble. I mean, maybe that's a strategy. Maybe that's a strategy for Georgia is, you know, just kick it, kick it short and let the coverage team overrun it and hope that someone touches it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I still, I, I don't know. I, to me, I felt like the Clemson guy touched it first. And even like when you watch the replay in slow motion, I feel like the ball changed directions, but whatever. We got the pick six like four plays later, four or five. It was on yeah. that drive. So yep. it ended up being yep. a good thing. <laughs> I felt the same. I felt the same way. I was like, you know what? It really doesn't matter. Um, but here's all right. So from an offensive standpoint, what would you do differently, Jim? I'll, I have, I have kind of a preloaded answer for this for myself, but I'm just curious. What do you change on the offense? What do I change? Um, yeah. You know, we didn't, we didn't, I feel like, again, I haven't totally rewatched the game, but I feel like we didn't attack the middle of the field in the passing game. So, pre, or much, I guess. So every, oh, again, 
most plays we were trying to like get on the edge, attack the perimeter. Things were mm-hmm. very short, right? Um, the man, the the pick that I will say the Daniels pick was pretty bad. Like he just, I guess he just missed that linebacker. He didn't see him dropping in the coverage. Um, so that that was a bad decision. And I guess really, if you can say the game down to that DJ's bad decision was even worse than JT's, and that was the difference in the game. Um, so yeah, I mean. That would be one thing, and then we didn't we didn't stretch the field. And again, I, you maybe know more about this than I do from your rewatching. But whether were we trying to, and you know, JT was checking down, or you know, or he didn't have the time, right? Or were we, or were we not even attacking, attacking? Were we not even trying to go deep? Because it seemed like we tried to like all the time last year. Yeah, no. So a couple of things. Um, all right. So w- I, after rewatching the game, I walked away like, oh, wow, I guess I just didn't realize that in the stadium. But it did. We actually did throw the ball deeper more times than I thought we did um, okay. as, as I was rewatching it. Um, there were several attempts to go, you know, 20 plus yards that I feel like I was like, oh, man, I. I it seems like we were given a, a decent shot. Part of it was that we just didn't have the personnel, I feel like, to execute that type of strategy. Um, the the biggest thing that I had was actually in the running game, more so. Okay, so okay. if you're if you know that you're if you know that your passing game is, is struggling because of the personnel issues, um, well, we have to lean on the running game, which actually didn't do like I mean it didn't do too bad. Um, the running game was, was pretty solid. So in my notes on the game, I mean, I'm going to pull them up here real quick. In my notes on the game was Zamir is the guy, like he is the premier running back based on his performance against a really good defensive front, really good linebacking core. Um, the, the thing that I would change moving forward is I would never, ever, ever, ever run Kenny McIntosh up the middle again. <laughs> um, that is where he goes to die right now. At least that's where he went in this game. Um, I don't know, man. Every time we sent him up the middle, um, it felt like Carlton Thomas, uh, Mark Rick all <laughs> over again. Like just the, the drive just died instantly. Um, the other thing, you know, we, 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 we abandoned the, the run. Like there was one drive. Um, I want to say it was in the third quarter. I don't have the exact notes, but there was one drive that we had where we were rocking and rolling and we get down to like the 10 yard line and we stopped running the ball and we just threw it. Like there was, we got a first down. It was a, it was a Zamir white first down. And then we got basically inside the 10, 20, 15 yard line, something like that. And we ran a swing pass to Burton that was just completely just God awful. Um, everything about it was wrong. Um, and from there we, okay. So then we took another attempt towards the end zone, didn't work. Um, and then I think this was also in the same drive as the, the pass breakup where he threw the ball and we had two wide receivers converging on the ball at the same time. Yeah. And Bowers, Bowers looked like he was clearly the target. Maybe the, um, I think it was Burton. I want to say it was Burton. I think it was Mitchell. I think it was Adani Mitchell, I think. I know, uh, maybe. I know you're talking about 
Yeah, that, one that, of that them, was the last play of that drive right before the field goal. One of them ran. One of them ran the wrong route. Is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, agreed. There's no reason to bring the wide receivers into that much traffic and the defenders along with them. Bowers, I mean, honestly, almost made a pretty amazing catch. But um, had he not been run in, run into, um, I think that that might have been a touchdown actually. But, yeah, we, we we definitely need to call out Bowers because that was, I think, the one thing we got right. <laughs> we, kinda, <laughs> we can kind of throw all of our predictions uh, from before they came out the window. Other than we were asked, we had a question around, like, you know, impact freshman, and we both picked Bowers. Um, and, and, man, I mean, he was the leading receiver for the game. Um, I, would, I would say, I mean, he was the bright spot. Him and Zamir White, I would say, were the bright spots on, on the offense. Right. Yeah, no. Zamir White was Zamir White to me was 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 solidified himself. Yeah, I've, it's not that it's not that Milton did bad. It's just that he didn't do great in my opinion. So like I don't know. There's just something missing. So Zamir Zamir turned turned something into nothing. He drove through players. He had yards after contact. I feel like when Kendall got the ball, he immediately went down. As soon as someone touched him, he was going down. Um, well, I mean, I, average. They, 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 I mean, vo- some of it's volume, right? I mean, so White had 13 carries, a 5.7 yard average. Milton only had six carries, so he had. But he did have a four and a half. He had four and a half yards per carry, so 27 yards on six carries. I mean, he looked good, but I, I have the same assessment. I mean, I agree. I mean, to me, Zamir White. Like, I think we're finally starting to see what excited everyone about him in the first place, right? I mean, you know. ACL tear two years in a row. Remy takes a while to come back from that kind of stuff. So I think we're I think we're starting to see him come into form. I agree. Um, I, I one thing that I didn't see that I felt like was was missing was James Cook out of the backfield. And I and I recognize like he had four he had four receptions. I think he was the second leading receiver for the in terms of number of receptions. Right. Um, right. So we clearly were targeting him. I just feel like that we didn't really use him all that well. Like you said, that swing pass where he basically got blew up, he got blown yeah. up. Um, yeah. You know, his average his average was two yards per reception. Um, yeah. Zamir White, <laughs> Zamir White had a longer had a longer day on receiving than than James Cook did. So interesting. I don't know. I just wish that I just wish that um, we had used. James Cook a little bit differently, um, particularly given the fact that we know that he is such a good catcher of the ball. And if you're down receivers, maybe we should put him out in the slot. Maybe we should put him out wide more often and try to target him. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. The other thing yeah. that I would change, the other thing that I would change from the offense uh, that I would love to just never see again is a naked bootleg. <laughs> don't ever see that again. Don't uh, ever, don't ever send JT Daniels out there on a naked bootleg because he's going to get absolutely rocked. Which I was like, I was hoping that he was going to get back up again after yeah. that tackle. <laughs> uh, all right, let's hit. Uh, I had solicited list- listener questions, and I got a few that were actually kind of geared to, to Clemson. Um, first one from Hey Michael Smith. So that, uh, he was at ATD, ATD tailgate. Um, Best moment of the game, other than the pick six, and the worst moment. I'm going to say your worst moment must. It has to be the naked bootleg, I guess, right? Because we just talked about that. <laughs> the worst moment. Yeah. 
Like from a from a from a dog's just, perspective, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, the missed field goal was the worst mm. moment for me. Okay. Just okay. because it looked like, I mean, just because I mean, I, I'm not tooting my own horn. Like I, I feel like I could have gone out there and kicked that field goal. You know what I mean? Well, you like, played soccer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was dead center. I think yeah. it was what thirty something yards. It was short. Like, he pulled. A, he put. It was gone. It was missed from the second left his foot. I mean, you can, yeah. on the replay. I didn't notice that in the stadium, but by yeah. and large, it's an extra point. Any mm-hmm. any other day of the week, nine times out of ten, he makes that kick. So for me, it was the worst. It was the worst moment. Yeah, I guess my my best outside, other than the pick six was the clarification. For me, it would be Brini's Brini's uh, pass breakup because to me, other than the pick six, that was the play of the game. Because if he, if he didn't dislodge that ball in the back of the end zone, uh, the game's tied. So that, that was the best moment for me. The best, the other best moment for me was Zamir White running over people um, in the fourth quarter to ice the game, to basically ice the game. Third down and two from the Tigers' 36. Everybody in tight, handoff, Zamir White. He finds the hole! He got the first down! Oh, my goodness, he ran over a man at the 29 and kept his feet going down to the 24. He just plowed right through. Mario Goodrich, the cornerback, ran over him, threw him, and then buried him and threw dirt on him. <laughs> that wasn't even planned. How did you have that queued up so so perfectly? You didn't know I was going to say that. <laughs> I had no idea. I've been wait. I've been waiting to. I was hoping somehow I would get to use it, and like that was perfect. So that was great. Yeah. No, dude. Like, I mean, what was it? We were. I think we were in the stands. We were like, my God, a senior. That was that. So that was uh, I, I. Okay, I may have yelled that to you, that, but that was a tweet. Uh, so that came in from Dog Stats. Dog Stats tweeted that mm. and, and tagged the podcast account, which was which was epic. That that was awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give the actual answer to this one. So this one comes from this is a great handle, and and he's he's submitted stuff before. So Sean H. His handle is Atlanta Sean, but like the at symbol is the A in Atlanta. I, I love that. So anyways, uh, he asks, why would a grown man voluntarily refer to himself as Dabo? So, you know, I started thinking, <laughs> like, I didn't even, I couldn't remember where it came from. Even, like, I don't know if, if you know. So I looked it up. So it was, like, when, when they were much younger, his brother was trying to call him that boy. And it, and he, but he said Dabo as he was trying to say that boy. He was, like, an infant or whatever, you know, was still learning how to talk. And it's stuck. So who knows? I don't know. I, I will say, like, in general, sometimes, you know, you can't really get rid of nicknames. <laughs> like, you get stuck with them sometimes. <laughs> so that's, that's the actual that's answer. That's funny. So uh, John tweets sports. Oh, you already answered this question. So uh, his first one was, if, if you could change one thing about George's performance on Saturday night, what would you change? So you, you hit that. So we'll leave that one. I, I love the second part, though. Also, who did you enjoy hanging with the most at ATD tailgate, and why was it John Tweed Sports? <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, hanging with John Tweed Sports because his brother gave me a free ticket. <laughs> it's true, true. I liked hanging with John Tweed Sports because he uh, he also brought Weller, and so that was the first time I ever had Weller. Uh, and oh my gosh, it was amazing! So that was your first time having it too, wasn't I it? I had never had it. I had never had it before. Wow. 
Um, and then I got, I tried to make like, Hey, I, I can make bourbon jokes. And I, I looked at Bobby Wilson and I, I asked him, where was my clear ice? And I, <laughs> I think I kind of got some blowback on that. I don't think everyone thought my joke was funny, but I was like, I'm trying to make bourbon jokes. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> you know, what's funny that awesome. is that what's funny is, is that, um, I actually had, I wrestled, I wrestled with this conundrum for, for quite some time. I actually almost brought clear ice to the tailgate just so that we could have that. But I literally couldn't figure out how to get it there without it being completely melted. And frankly, didn't have time to like make any when I was and wouldn't have had room to based on the freezer space my family had. Uh, Uh, So I, I didn't stay in hotels. I stayed with some, some family. So um, I was at the mercy of their freezer space. Um, But that said, um, when we have a home game where I'm just like driving up in the morning or, you know, driving up for, for an afternoon evening game or whatever, I think that I'm going to try to bring some clear ice to a tailgate at some point, just so that we can say that we did it. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, we got one more, uh, from coach Trillbill. So coach Trillbill, he's checked in before as well. Um, probably, probably one of the greatest, one of the greatest Twitter handles I think that I've come across. It's pretty amazing, and and you have to like, you have to like visualize it with his picture, his avatar as well. His his avatar is amazing. Um, yeah. I heard all the clocks in Charlotte are stuck on the time ten o three. Is this true? Now, I, I I hate to correct, but times are the clocks are uh, you know I live here. Right, so the clocks actually are stuck on two fifty, because at two fifty, it's ten to three. So that's that, that's my that's my slight correction. Slight correction. Uh, that's so funny. I, I, um, I would be remiss if if we didn't bring up because we we talked about the tailgate, but post game, like the funniest thing, like we're we, we've left the game. First off, we were like all super hype and we we're all very excited. And so we're leaving. Like my family is heading to the train station to take the light rail back up to where we had parked. You're heading uh, to, to have a post-game celebration with, with John Tweets and his brothers. And, and I'm trying to negotiate. I'm trying to negotiate with Jim to come with us, but he refuses well, to come with us. Trying to get me. Hey, look, I had a long ride up and I knew <laughs> like, I was dead. I was so tired. Um, I had been awake since four that morning. Hey, I'm not saying that you weren't in deeper than I was. I'm just saying. <laughs> so my wife looks at me and is like, who is John talking to? And I turn around and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Graham Coffee." <laughs> and so then, like, again, like, I'm a hugger. And I'm like, Graham. And I remember, like, huge hug on the side of the street. Uh, so we got to meet Graham. We never met Graham in person. Uh, and his parents, they were super nice and uh man i don't know that like like what a cap on the night and then uh, you you had your celebratory cigar and such after which so i'm sure extended it even more but um yeah oh man what that. what a weekend what a weekend uh that was it super was cool great. it was super cool and like so random like i still i still can't believe that that happened like it was awesome seeing everyone at atv tailgate but like we were all meeting there to like randomly run in the ground on the side of the street it was hilarious so I don't know that I even told you like what happened when when I met him. Like, so I don't I don't even know. All I know is is that I was 
I was like walking and I feel like I stopped at one point to turn around to see where the heck you guys went. Cause mm-hmm. I know that we were trying to figure out what we were doing and where we were going. And I was trying to figure out where I was going. And so like I turn around and this guy comes up and he's like standing right next to me and, he, and he's got both arms out and he goes, he goes, Oh, and then he looks at my shirt because I had the My Got a Podcast shirt on. He goes, he goes, oh, and then he like, and he's like, yeah, and he like grabbed me, he grabbed me, he's like, yeah, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> we both just had like this epiphany. I was like, I know you, I know you. <laughs> oh man, it was so awesome. I feel like that's what it was like all weekend. Like that's, I feel like that's what it was, it was like all all day. I know you. <laughs> that's uh, what wise dog wise dog came up to me he was like i know you <laughs> well and like wise dog like was the several people so like wise dog we definitely had the moment with him like i was talking about like when i talked about with my dad at uh um oh shoot at blind pig the one time like wise dog walks up and he's like hi i'm wise dog and i was like yeah yes that's so awesome <laughs> uh the twitter handle introduction was amazing We'd have to uh, since we're mentioning all the all the Twitter all stars. I would be remiss if I didn't at least mention like I almost got a little tired of answering the question. Where's Frip Dog? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Frip Dog? Where's Frip Dog? Uh, so your dad is like the in demand person. So like whenever people were talking about like whenever they would come up to me and they'd be like, "Where's Frip Dog?" and they're like, "Oh, let's see," and I, and I would point him out you know, off in the distance talking, hanging out with Ponda or someone else. Um, and, uh, and then they'd be like, okay, I'll go talk to him. Who are you? Are you on Twitter? And I was like, well, I'm, I got a podcast and, and uh, I would have to describe it. Like, well, do you know Jim Wood? He's like, no. I was like, well, it's Frip Dog's son. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, def- I definitely had that come to me. Uh, I think it was with Cat ninety five dogs. I went up to her because I, I recognized her from her profile picture, and I was like, "Hey, are you Cat ninety five dog?" Like, you know, just total awkward. And it was hilarious. And she's like, "I am." I was like, "Oh, I'm Jim Wood PMP." She was like, "Oh, you're a Frip Dog son." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, uh, too funny. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Ep- epic, epic tailgate, epic game weekend. Uh, we, we we need to do we need to we need to put some glasses on it and, and figure out when the last time we we were uh, <laughs> in person with each other because I mean you know, this podcast has all been on you know online it's so all been that online, was awesome yeah. it was it was great it was it was great to see you because we hadn't seen each other in forever uh, it, it was, was awesome. good it was it was good to see you because I could see you from a distance because I knew the hat <laughs> <laughs> your seven your seven uh, six hat your coach Dooley. Your coach Dilly hat was just amazing. Did go with went with the seven six hat and then the. Uh, I know the, your the girls were making podcast. fun of you, but yeah. it was an awesome hat. I felt like it worked. I felt like I pulled it off. So, <laughs> I think that might be my new like every game hat. That was that was fun. I liked it. I would wear it. The uh, awesome. All right, man. Well, I think we can put a bow on the Clemson game. Uh, in the defense, we trust, and a win is a win. And it uh, feels good to be one to know. Agreed. You know what? I, this is what I kept telling the guys at the cigar bar when we were just sitting down reflecting about the game. <sighs> Beats the hell out of losing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Go dogs. Go dogs.
Pace in the backfield with Uyunglele. He's in the shotgun, two receivers to the right and two to the left for the Tigers who are moving to our left here in Charlotte. Quick throw, picked up, intercepted Chris Smith. He might have a shot at going to the house. 40, 30, 20, far sideline. They dive, they don't get him. Touchdown, pick six. Georgia strikes first. 